0: We are I. Good morning, everybody, Thursday and 4.59 a.m. The topic of the day today is going to be muscle protein synthesis. And these references will come by way of uh, Dr. Stuart Filt from McMaster University, one of the most leading experts in the world on uh, muscle protein synthesis and protein synthesis in the body. Um, Conversations with Dr. Rhonda Patrick, PhD in biomedical science, Um, And Dr. Andrew Huberman. So muscle protein synthesis. You know, this is where we're, you know, using protein, you know, that we intake into our body to be able to build new protein strands in the body, which, you know, then in result lies in, you know, creating new muscle tissue, you know, like, what can we do? And a lot of this is by way of preventing sarcopenia, or atrophy, you know, like the loss of muscle tissue. You know, and trying to prevent things that are catabolic in the body and, you know, flipping that switch into anabolic, you know, anabolic muscle growth. You know, we don't want atrophy, we want hypertrophy, hypertrophy, growing new muscle, atrophy, losing muscle, you know, are some real key terms to remember, you know, and the one thing that he said is just like, when you look at muscle protein synthesis, he was talking about looking at a brick wall. And I thought it was funny, like, you know, this, this spoke to me, this is the same message that I use for the the bricks of fortitude, you know, creating that, that wall around you of strength. You know, and then he uses this to be able to create that, that internal wall of strength, you know, from a, a muscular standpoint. But he just said, he like, look at muscle protein synthesis is, you know, like you have, you know, bricks in a wall. You know, and through exercise, through daily life, bricks come out and you need to put new bricks in. Simple as that. You know, now we have 20 amino acids, you know, that make up protein. And this is the great debate between, you know, meat protein and plant protein is these 20 amino acids and specifically nine amino acids that are essential, meaning the body cannot synthesize these amino acids from other food that it intakes, we specifically need to be able to, you know, intake these amino acids from our diet. If we don't, we will be lacking. There's three branch chain amino acids from those nine. And there's one that's the most important, which is leucine. So leucine is a branch chain amino acid. And this branch chain amino acid is the one that's responsible for Turning the, system, <coughs> turning the system on, but it's not only responsible for kind of air quotes, turning the system on. When you have, depending on the levels of leucine that you intake, it's like a, a dimmer switch. So if you have small amount of leucine in the body it means that switch is very low. That process is very dim. It's not working very efficiently. The more leucine you have in your body, the more you've turned that dial up, the brighter the light, the better functioning this muscle protein synthesis system is. And this is what we want. You know, now you get into this, that everybody in the bodybuilding world and athletic world has heard of branched chain amino acids, you know, and this is a supplement that is now known to be more useless than useful. And if the only thing that you're getting out of it is uh, the extra leucine, you know, then fine. But it's not one of those those benchmark um, supplements anymore. Like we don't, it's not an essential in our our arsenal, you know. But when we when we look at the difference between you know meat protein and plant protein, you know, a meat protein meeting all these requirements of these amino acids because it's already built the same tissue that we are trying to create. That's why it's a more complete protein for us, and that's why it's easier for us to derive these nutrients from that material. Now, is there plant products out there now that can meet these requirements? And the answer is yes. But they are heavily processed to be able to do that. They are genetically manipulated to be able to do that. They do not have that... A certain sequence of amino acids the level of those amino acids high enough naturally occurring so they have been manipulated heavily processed there's been things added to them to be able to meet those requirements but can you go out and find a product like that now that is plant-based yes but is not it's not pure like what it is of eating meat protein and this is something that we we need to understand now, when it comes to muscle protein synthesis and the amount of protein that we intake in a day and the amount of protein that meets our requirements and what its responsibility is. Now, in the bodybuilding world, we always had this analogy that you know, 0. 0.8 grams of protein meant you were in a cutting or weight loss phase. One gram of protein, and this is per pound of body weight, 0. 0.8 grams per pound. One gram per pound means that you are just trying to maintain where you're at. 1.2 to 1.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight means you're trying to push the envelope of where you are trying to go. Like you're trying to gain new ground. You want new strength, new performance. Now, are those a little on the heavy side? You know, compared to what Dr. Phillips said? Seems like it. But the thing is, the one thing that we do know is if you drop down into about like the 0.6 grams, It's a a bare minimum to be able to survive, to be able to try to prevent sarcopenia from naturally happening, you know, in the body. And, you know, that sarcopenia really starts to take an effect, you know, mid-30s, you know, early-40s, depending on the individual and what you are doing. But if you're not doing very much of anything, anything to tax that strength, create new muscle or maintain muscle on your body, that is happening kind of, you know, or or mid-30s, early-40s. Which means you're losing muscle tissue tissue, which is hugely detrimental later on in life, which directly correlates to you losing bone mass as well, which is a huge problem. Now, when we look at muscle protein synthesis of intake of protein, well, it turns out that if you have your pie, like 90% of muscle protein synthesis comes by way of working out physical activity. That is the key most factor out of anything that you can do for your body in regards to muscle protein synthesis is just workout. out. It has very little to do with the protein that you intake. That's, that's like icing on the cake. Literally, it's this thin veneer of importance of the muscle protein spectre, spectrum. Now, does timing make a difference? Absolutely not. We used to think it did. Absolutely not. Doesn't matter like when you eat protein after a workout, you know, it doesn't matter where in your day you eat your protein, you know, do you have to have a balanced approach? Not necessarily, you know, if you're looking at maybe like the top 1% of athletes that are really trying to, you know, win gold in the Olympics or competing at that kind of level, yeah, you know, maybe equally spacing out your protein in a day to be able to get that last little edge may make a difference. Should we be a little bit more heavy on our meals kind of, you know, later morning, earlier afternoon? Yes, absolutely. Should we get a, maybe a little bit in, in each time that we eat? You know, for sure, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to equally space that out, the whole 30, 35 grams of protein, you know, per meal is complete bullshit now. We know this, you know, you don't have to eat, you know, protein, you know, within 30 minutes of working out or within 45 minutes or 15, anything like that, all that stuff doesn't matter at all. You just need to get protein in your body. If you are insufficient in protein in your body, if you are not meeting about like that 0.8 to one grams per pound of body weight in um, for protein, your daily intake, it means that you're slowly regressing the other way. It is absolutely important, you know, that you eat that amount of protein. Simply to like stave off sarcopenia, which we should all want to, especially as guys, well, especially women too. But just, you know, like men wanting to be able to feel strong and be useful and, you know, go do these physically active things. Like, you know, yes, and I guess it's a mischaracterization. We should all, you know, men and women should be equal importance to all of us because this is really going to add to longevity and quality of life. And this is what the, the long-term game is now. You know, so really think and digest those things today. You know, the number one thing that you can do by an exponential margin is simply just go work out three, four days a week, physically active activity. That doesn't mean that you are in the gym, that means you're taxing your body in a physical realm and getting enough protein. You need this. Like, these are the two most key factors, you know, for muscle protein synthesis. And then choosing the quality of meat. So there's three things that I want everybody to take away from this. Is that quality of protein is number or er, Sorry. My apologies. Working out is number one. Quality of protein is number two. Quantity of protein is number three. So remember that. Working out is number one by an exponential margin. Quality of protein comes in second, quantity of protein comes in third. So remember that, don't forget it. So my question of the day is look back on your diet and look back in your life and see if you're meeting the bare minimum requirements of both of those.